When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever Dog Hi, Anna. Hi, Andrew. And hey, everybody else. And welcome to our podcast, Scary, Scary Stories, Stories to, to Tell on the pod. pod. It is a podcast hosted by two little goofoos. <laughs> goofoos. Goofoos. <laughs> who are, uh, we're comedians. We like being scared. And then we made a podcast. And, and here we are. And it's here almost we are. two years later. My God. We've done it. Almost two years of goofoos. <laughs> almost two years of goofoos. Have you deleted your phone yet? <laughs> control V backspace. Um, and it is a Wednesday, Anna. Every Wednesday in the summer, we do a little thing called Listener Campfire Tales. And we're going to be doing that because also it's Wednesday. And did you know that? <laughs> And that's good. And a good you, essay. This is this is as though um, I was a like text to speak on an old like 1995 computer. That's how I'm speaking right now. Yeah, we we talked earlier. Our brains are adjusting to being background human beings. Yeah. Uh, fitfully. Anna, in a in my grab moment of the week, I, I already I already told this to <laughs> Anna, but I want to share it with you, dental listeners. I was on uh, um, a Zoom call this week. And the one contribution I said was what I was trying to say was, I feel like I was born an old man. What I said was, I feel like I was born with an old man in the world. No one reacted as though that was a strange thing for me to say. And I just didn't speak for the rest of the meeting. You also, you said you were going to correct it, but then someone else talked and yeah. the conversation had moved on. <laughs> yeah. And so truly they were like, wow, Andrew, um, Andrew said, I feel I was born with an old man in, in the, the world. world, which is probably true. Yeah. That sounds like a new creationism story. I was born with an old man in the world. It would be so scary if a baby came out and then an old man <laughs> I just slid out slid. to, I don't know ah, how I got in there. Like an the old prospector. Hell? Yeah. I was looking for, yeah. <laughs> you just had that ready to go. Oh my I was God. panning for gold. Jeez Louise. Yeah. So, um, this is fun. Hey, we're, we're having, doing this. We're having fun. We hope you guys are having fun. We hope there's some moderate amount of summer joy coming your way. Yeah. Even just little tiny little granules of joy. Yeah. We, we, um, went in the pool today. Oh, we the best. Had, we had some lemonade. We got a pizza. It's been a good. Andrew's no longer in the nightmare castle. He's now in the dream hotel. <laughs> um, <laughs> your apartment building is very much a hotel, <laughs> but a good one. It feels like you're on vacation. I do. That was, it's funny. I was saying before, um, when we first got here, I was like, oh, this feels like a hotel. I don't know that I'm going to enjoy living here. And gentle listeners, I am enjoying living in a hotel. It's, it's not literally fun. a hotel, but a, a big hotel. Vibes. It's vacation. Um, and speaking of vacation, Anna, mm -hmm. we've really got a very good listener submitted story today with a grade 
A subject line. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. The little girls who never left the movies. Come on. Perfect. Pulitzer. 10 out of 10. Hi, Anna, Andrew, and the oh-so-precious LB. Wow. Oh, sweet. sweet. One of my best friends, shout out to Haley, introduced me to your podcast late last summer, and I have listened through all the episodes at least twice since. Wow. You've been such a comfort. That's so nice. <laughs> I know. Thank you very much. Uh, you've been such a comfort to the both of us throughout the pandemic and remind us a lot of ourselves and our friendship. I even keep a running list of some of my favorite quotes in the pod so I can brighten her day and provide a laugh when needed. I'll try to keep this short, but I wanted to share the time I lived a scary movie situation when I went to go see a not-so-scary movie. I grew up in a small town in Wyoming where the nearest movie theater was about 50 miles away. Wow, that's hard. Wow. Um, when we were in high school, I, I, I said that. I hope that came across earnest. I mean that that would be hard to live 50 miles from a movie theater. That came across earnest. I oh, think. good, good. But it's always good to check. Um, <laughs> when we were in high school, two friends and I drove over to see the midnight showing of a new movie. It was supposed to be really popular and sell out fast. So we got there way too early. We bought our tickets, but still had hours to kill before midnight. Another movie was going to begin soon after we arrived, so we decided to see that one while we waited. Also, the timing of this is crazy. They drove 50 miles to go see a midnight movie. That means they're going to get home at like 4 in the morning. My God. Um, Okay. We walked into the theater where the manager, who was short-staffed that night, was cleaning up after the last showing. It was only the four of us in the theater, and the movie wasn't supposed to start for another 20 minutes or so, so we started chatting with him. I don't remember exactly how we got to this conversation, but he soon began telling us about some spooky happenings he'd heard about and even experienced himself. Supposedly, patrons and employees alike had reported similar occurrences of seeing and hearing children in this particular theater we were standing in. Every story had the same description. Two young girls, maybe between seven and ten years old, with long blonde hair, dressed in old-fashioned garb. Think Oregon Trail slash Pioneer style. It was usually said that they were playing together, running, skipping, and always giggling. We listened intently to the stories of these occurrences. If I remember correctly, the manager said the rumor is that the theater was built on what used to be a small graveyard. Two sisters had been buried there, young girls that had died of an illness of some kind. We ultimately thought nothing of it. That is until the lights went down to signal us to get to our seats. No one else had entered the theater while we chatted with the manager. It was now only the three of us. We took our seats right in the middle of the room, me on the far left, both my friends on my right. The stories of the ghostly girls were still reeling in the back of my mind when suddenly I heard footsteps coming down the aisle to my left. Thinking it was just another patron coming in to watch the movie, I thought nothing of it. When the previews began, however, I looked around the theater and saw no one else there. It was still just the three of us. A few moments later, I heard a small laugh and footsteps again. There were two sets this time, but over to my right, they were light and quick, sounding like little girls running and giggling from the front of the theater to the back. I looked over at the same time as both my friends, but there was still no one else in the room. At this point, I was freaking out a little bit, and my friends must have been feeling the same. We all watched that side of the room for a few seconds longer, then slowly turned back to the screen. When I did, there was a little girl sitting on the floor at the bottom left of the screen. She was in a long dress with blonde hair tied in two long braids. 
I looked to my friends to verify they were seeing what I was seeing. Their eyes were wide as they stared at the bottom left of the movie screen. They noticed me looking at them a couple seconds later, and they met my gaze, eyes still wide. When we looked back to the screen, though, she was gone. As the movie began, I forced myself to keep my cool, but was constantly watching the room. Though I never saw anything more, I kept hearing whispering and giggling in the seats behind us. If I turned to check, though, there was never anyone there or anyone else in the theater. I noticed my friends looked around fairly often throughout the movie, too. We were all clearly on edge. Obviously, I would have chalked it all up to the stories the manager had told us and my imagination getting the better of me. The fact that my friends were consistently looking in the same directions at the same time, though, proved that I wasn't the only one seeing or hearing these things. When we talked after the movie, we found that each of us had heard and seen the same thing, down to the description of the girl and the whispers behind us. She'd apparently even appeared to them at least one more time in the middle of the movie. Though I've been in that theater several times, I have not seen her or her sister since she sat below the movie screen. Hope my story delivers at least a few gasps and shivers. Thank you so much for always being a source of comfort, laughter, and spooks. So much love for you guys. You're the best. Creep on, creeping on. Dylan, he, him. Dylan, Dylan. this is a wild ass story. Dylan, confirmation of the afterlife. Ah, what a relief. Here's, I have two thoughts. One, very clearly ghosts afterlife. Totally right. This is built on an old cemetery. Two, this is the manager's daughters who he has like a fun prank with. But I would love that just as much. This is also what I was thinking that came up for me while listening. I was like, I guess it doesn't make any business sense. But I was like, what if they had a business idea that they said it was haunted and then hired two little girls to go be ghosts? (laughs) I don't know how that turns into profits. I love that. And it is nothing if not like distracting and bad for a movie theater. Two BFA University of Wyoming theater students volunteered to be this kid. No, I, 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 whatever the explanation is, I don't care if you know the little girl if there is a little kid sitting in front of a movie screen on the floor in a movie theater, that's scary enough for me. Terrifying. And so wearing sc- formal wear? Yes, braids. Scaring me. Um, but Anna, Dylan's very lovely email, which thank you so much, inspired me to look up the most haunted movie theaters in America. <gasps> Fun. And this is from thelineup.com, who we have worked with before. This is not a sponsored <laughs> episode. It just, this is where I ended up. Uh, they're great though. Check them out. Um, and this list is amazing and extensive and we should visit all of these. Uh, number one, the Egyptian theater, Park City, Utah. Do you know oh. this? Do you know this, Jason? All right. Jason, boyfriend of the pod, famously worked in a movie theater in Utah. Not that one. Not that one. <laughs> this one. Okay. So in 1898, a fire consumed most of Park City, including its ornate opera house. In its place, the town built the Dewey Theater, an art house that remained the city's cultural saving grace until record snowfall caused its roof to collapse. Oh my God. Inspired by the discovery of King Tut's tomb, the town began new construction on the building, consulted an Egyptologist, and dubbed the place the Egyptian Theater in 1926. Today, its postcard-worthy marquee is stamped on any and all things Sundance Film Festival. That said, you might be sharing your seat with the restless spirits of the past uh, of the past at this famed movie house. Reports of freaky, unexplained mysteries go down nightly. Hair-raising activity includes loud footsteps when no one's around, doors flying open, disembodied screams, 
and a man ghost with a bad attitude. That's just a, <laughs> I, that's just a man. I'm, I'm a very man sorry. Ghost with a bad attitude. And I'm here to steal your money. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. That should have been. I feel more. like I was born in the world with an old man. <laughs> born with. I was born with an old man in the world. Yes. Um, he's been known to actually shove people to the ground. Shoving ghosts. I love a shoving ghost. <laughs> shoving to the ground. That's hard. Is that like, is that you're getting pushed and you're falling or is that shoving you all the way to the ground? That's a good question. If it's the latter, that's a gag. That's that gag. takes a long, t- that takes a lot of energy. Cause then you're also falling. I know. You, you are committed at that point. Who's, who's falling who, you know, everybody falling. Uh, number two, Cine family at the silent movie theater in Los Angeles, California. Though silent in name, this little theater clamors with things that'll make you shout bloody murder. Oh, that's a great line. Back in 1942, a man named John Hampton opened the place as old time movies. Imagine it's 1942 and you were olding, you were opening a movie theater called old time movies. (laughs) Yeah. What do you think is happening? That's like train. If I opened a theater and called it old time movies and it just showed uh, the X-Files movie from 1997. <laughs> I would patronize that business. Oh, I, I'm, I'm banking on it. I'm there. Um, a playhouse dedicated to silent films, which he preserved himself. Ironically, it was his love of film that killed him. Hampton got cancer from the toxins used to preserve his films and died in 1990. Whoa. The story only gets darker. The theater's next proprietor, Lawrence Austin, was the target of a murder plot and set in motion by his co-worker and was shot to death by a hitman in the theater lobby in 1997. God, that's, that feels a stupid thing I'm about to say. That feels recent for a hitman thing. Yes. yes. I feel like hitman things are like old and that lately hitman stuff is only that somebody hired a hitman and it didn't work out. Truly the, the poetic justice of this conversation we at this moment in the recording, a man breaks in and strangles us both with dental floss. <laughs> and then is like, I'm getting paid for this and then runs out. <laughs> yeah. Um, Today, we know the Cine family as a single screen movie theater dedicated to weird and wonderful films. And though we can really get into its Friday Night Fright series, we're buying a ticket to glimpse the theater's original owners in all their ghostly glory. Word has it Hampton haunts the upstairs while Austin calls the lobby his post-mortem stomping grounds. Oh, I hope not. Such tragic deaths. Number three, uh, Grauman's Chinese Theater, classic, classic. We've we've talked a bit about that one as like a haunted movie theater before, right? I think so, maybe, but read it again. Uh, This iconic movie house is surrounded by concrete hand and footprints of Hollywood's finest and guarded by a couple of giant dog sculptures straight out of Ghostbusters. Um, I don't know that that's true. I think that's factual or like straight out of central casting. Yeah. (laughs) It hosted the Academy Awards from 1944 to 1946, but its real claim to fame lies in lore. Ever heard of Victor Killian? He was a surly one-eyed thespian who made a decent living as a character actor in the 30s and 40s. That is, until the movie studios blacklisted him in the 50s. Killian soon fell on rough times and died from being beaten to death by robbers. What is going on? What is going on? What are we doing here? It's said that he still roams the forecourt of the Chinese forecourt. Four court and seven spears ago. No, Andrew. I'm really sorry. We're recording this I'm late at night. Could my you mind. tell? I'm loopy. We were in the sun in the pool earlier. <laughs> yeah. Our brains are not working. Um, tread tread lightly upon entering. You don't want to get ghost slapped. 
What? That's a t-shirt. That is. Listen, the author of this article, Deanna James. We are big fans. Deanna James. This text. You made very us good. Laugh. You made a smile. Uh, Lincoln Square Theater, Decatur, Illinois. Located on the North Main Street in downtown Decatur, the theater opened in 1916, mesmerized audiences with its vaudeville and Houdini acts, a labyrinth composed of a sprawling stage and mezzanine, spooky balconies, and even spookier subcellars. The Lincoln is now a palace filled with history, lore, and, of course ghost stories. Some people believe the ghosts lurking in its dark corners belong to those who were killed from a fire that devastated the hotel that once stood in Lincoln's place. Others tell tales of one particular apparition known only as Red. A stagehand during the Lincoln's early days, Red was walking on a catwalk grid about 75 feet above the ground. He slipped and snagged a hook that ripped off his arm on the way down before landing in a heap of bloody mess. At least that's the grislier tale. The true story is that Red just took a nap one day and never woke up. <laughs> oh, Red. Don't do this to Red. Red, he, he just died fe- in his sleep. He died in the nicest way possible, and you're going to turn him into a having his arm ripped off by a stage hook? I guess napping at work and dying during your nap is like kind of a rookie move, but... <laughs> anyway, apparently he haunts this place. <laughs> Um, oh, there, there are two haunted movie theaters in Decatur, Illinois. Uh, well, they're getting greedy. <laughs> um, namely, Gus Constant, who owned the theater during the 60s. Staffers report today random nooks and crannies that are ice cold one second, then warm the next. Mm. Periodic laughter and after hours applause. Patrons have been bumped or pushed by nothing. <laughs> Shove ghosts. I like the idea of a patron being like, well, I was pushed by nothing. So <laughs> I'd like, I'd like free dipping dots. <laughs> Ma'am. Ma'am. Told you the machine was too expensive to keep cold. <laughs> um, the Tampa, Tampa, Florida. I love the Tampa's just like, we're calling it the Tampa. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> the Tampa will figure it out. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> the Tampa opened in 1926 as a romantic old world Mediterranean courtyard replete with flowers and gargoyles, a Wurlitzer organ, Wurlitzer or Wurlitzer's originals and the night sky as its roof host to live performances and films. The glorious space almost saw its demise in the 1970s. Luckily the city saved it and events like Napoleon Winamite. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> and late night showings of the Phantom of the Opera continue to this day. Which Napoleon Winamite. Oh Christ. Wow. Speaking of phantoms, it's hard to imagine anything spooky could haunt such a whimsical theater. But there, but there is. In 1965, the theater employed a man named Foster Fink Finkley. Hold on. This man was born a ghost. Yeah, this man was, was born, born with an old man, man in the world. In the world, for sure. Going on 30 years as the theater's projectionist, one night he just dropped dead. <laughs> theater goers today report spotting the deceased cinephile in the east entrance of his beloved projection booth. Um, the Landmark Theater, Syracuse, New York. I've heard of this one. A grand palace that opened in 1928. The Landmark Theater originally treated its audience to silent films and talkies. Today, its box office sells tickets to stage performances and concerts. Though come September, the theater will host theatrical screenings of the Syracuse. Theric- oh my God. <laughs> Syracuse International Film Festival. If you attend, keep an eye out for the spectral presence of Claire. She's the pale figure who haunts the upper mezzanine. According to legend, she flung herself to her death for one of two reasons. One, she was bypassed for the role of her dreams. Or two, she watched her husband get electrocuted to death on stage and couldn't handle the sorrow. Oh, 
Or, or she fell asleep in her nap also. <laughs> <laughs> fell asleep in her nap. She got to say goodbye to all of her loved ones and left a living will. <laughs> um, the Paramount Theater in Austin, Texas. If you're a fan of South by Southwest Tech Music and Film Festival, then you've probably passed this apparition hotspot that serves as one of the fest's premier venues. Opening its doors in 1915 as a vaudeville house, the Paramount went through bouts of renovation in the 1930s to show films. Today, it's one of Austin's hottest art destinations, having partnered with the neighboring stage theater. But the real show happens when the lights go out. There are two ghosts we'd like you to meet. The lady in white, whose forlorn face is usually spotted during pre-performance hours, and the man with a cigar, who paces the floor of the opera house as clouds of cigar smoke billow about. Patrons, however, should still stick to the no-smoking rule. Oh, Oh, boy. And finally, the Edmonds Theater... Edmonds, Washington. Now that the Harvard Exit Theater... Hold up. Now that the Harvard Exit Theater in Seattle has officially closed its door, leaving its friendly ghost Peter and the rest of his ghostly pals to roam the place uninterrupted... What? We we don't know about this. Head north to neighboring Edmonds and the Edmonds Theater for your paranormal fix. Like every other cinema palace on this list, this one was also built and opened in the early 1900s, went through renovations, and has its fair share of historical importance. Perhaps most notable are its rumored hauntings. When the lights dim, keep an eye out for the shadowy figure, surrounded by a glowing aura, who makes his way up and down the aisles. I mean, I'm kind of, I'm kind of stunned by how much these movie theater ghosts are wilding out. They're going all around. I guess maybe because ghosts like to be in the dark. Yeah. And this way they can be in the dark. I, this is, well, this is so interesting. I don't think of movie theaters as being creepy. Even old ones. Yeah, I guess like I just don't think that much about the physical theater at all. Like yes. I think about the lobby and what the carpet looks like. But once I'm in the theater, I'm like looking at the movie. Right, right. Um. Yeah, I guess now I'm scared. I know. Now I'll think about it. There was, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm I'm more scared of the very real scary things that could happen to you at a movie oh, theater. There you go. But, um, but one time I went to go see a midnight screening of Paranormal Activity 2, well, 3, scary. one of them. And um, it was in New York and the the like theater workers had set up uh, an animatronic zombie that was laying on the ground of the aisle for when the movie got out. But oh. mostly it just looked like an elderly man had fallen. Oh my God. Because it was a zombie that was like flat on the ground and its arms were kind of moving up and down. But it's the back of its head looked very realistic and it was going like, uh, and all I remember is walking out of the theater and a woman just very loudly at this animatronic zombie going, sir, are you okay? And that was a very funny thing to see. That's so funny. It was very oh sweet. Oh my God. That is what they wanted. That's what they wanted. They wanted a woman to be concerned about the well-being of an old man. Andrew, if you were a ghost, which um, movie theater would you haunt? I mean, maybe the arc light to keep it in business. Yes. Just to be like, there's this ghost there who just takes the escalator up and down and blocks <laughs> people from it's a huge inconvenience. Um, yeah, that would be a good one. What about you? Um, probably the farming deal multiplex on long Island. Um, oh, wow. they built it during my childhood and it was gigantic and the ceilings were taller than anything I'd ever seen. And it's got the purple carpet and, um, it was the place they charged a little bit more and it felt more special going there. Whoa. And the place we started going once it opened was the Seaford movie theater, which is much smaller and oh, yeah. less expensive, but the screens were 
It just didn't, it felt like very clinical. It felt like I'm going to a movie. Our, my childhood theater in Laconia, it's funny that I said movie theaters aren't scary. And now I'm realizing uh, a very famous theater called the colonial. And um, it, it, in its basement, very weirdly had like old, like turn of the century carnival equipment and then like carousel horses and stuff. Um, and that was scary, I guess. But also that was just the, because it was like falling to rack and ruin. Um, but I do like the idea of haunting a movie theater. It feels like it feels like that would be a good place to be able to keep in touch with what's going on in the world. I was going to say, yeah, like you could be a more current ghost than other ghosts. I mean, what a best of scenario for those little girl ghosts from Dylan's story. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, they were buried in the middle of Wyoming. Like how boring can you get? And now suddenly they're able to see Salt starring Angelina Jolie. (laughs) We spent quarantine staying in a house that was once owned by the director of Salt. You're kidding. Yes. Philip Noyce. We wow. had a, there was a, a binder that told us all about it. I really, I will say, I really enjoyed Salt. The strangest thing about Salt to me is, um, at the time in New York in cabs, there was a man named Sandy Kenyon who would re- review movies mm-hmm. in a thing called the Movie Minute, mm-hmm. and his his he would have like little quips about Salt. That like there were like three different things that he would say, and he'd be like, "Ironically, salt needed a little more flavor." And I just remember being in a cab with uh with my friends uh, Henry Melcher and Ryan Weir, and all of us coming up with alternate things to say about salt. <laughs> and my favorite one was Ryan's, which was, "I would have enjoyed salt more if a bunch of deer weren't licking the screen." <laughs> <laughs> God, she's good. Very funny line. Oh, my God. Well, I think we'll leave you with that. I mean, how can we top it? We can't. Um, should we? Do we have time for a... A little herb led? Or, or a, 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 Oh, for scary, scary ideas, ideas for, for things, things that, that could, could happen. happen. I think so. How are you feeling? I'm feeling like I could go second. Okay, great. You just got back from Costco and you bought a big old bag of dried mangoes and weirdly it's just so much heavier than you expected it to be um and you get home and you're really excited to bite into some dried mangoes and you open the bag and inside is the dried out desiccated corpse of a mango farmer And he looks in your eyes and he says, could you give me a glass of water? That That could happen. happen. It could happen. And might have. And it is going to. I'll (laughs) say it's going to. That will happen. That will happen. How about you, Anna? You are performing surgery. You're the most famous surgeon in the world. (laughs) And you... There's a theater full of people watching. Women are dabbing their brow because you're so handsome. (laughs) You're a hot, famous surgeon. And the ladies are wooing. They're going, woo! And you're like, I know. And you go to cut into the patient, and then you look down, and you think wait a minute, I recognize this man. And then you realize, wait, no, I don't. 
and then you put the scalpel into the chest and then you feel a pain in your chest and then you see something dark on your shirt and you look down and it's blood (gasps) and then you look back at the face of the man and it's you that could happen anna and it it will that are, are you collaborating with david lynch I am. Sounds exciting. Yeah, it is exciting. Um, Everybody, we hope you're having an amazing Wednesday. Uh, Remember, this Friday, we will be discussing The Mummy Returns. The Mummy Returns. Uh, So please do tune in. Hey, but anyway, everybody, um, you can follow us on Instagram or Twitter at scarystory underscore pod. You you can also send us your scary stories at scarystorypod at gmail.com. And one more thing you can do, if you wouldn't mind. Get out. Get out forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Scary Stories to Tell on the Pod is executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Produced by Tracy Soren. Original theme music by Chris Ryan. Cover art by Bats Langley. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcasts on YouTube at youtube.com slash team, And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at foreverdogteam to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news.